Hello and welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl and hope your offseason is off to a great start. The Rams certainly went into it with a bang, and more on that to come, including at the end of this conversation with the new defensive coordinator in Los Angeles. Raheem Morris, longtime colleague and friend of Sean McVay, takes over the number one defense in the NFL. He's been a head coach in Tampa Bay and Atlanta on an interim basis last season. He's also worked on both sides of the football, and as you'll hear, he's worked with Hall of Fame talent. But Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey give him the chance to chase a ring. Here is our conversation with the Rams' new defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. Well, it is great to welcome Raheem Morris to Los Angeles and to the Rams for the first time. We've all heard so much about your pre-existing connections with Sean McVay. Raheem, how did you and Sean get to be and remain such good football friends? You know, JB, it, uh, it goes a little further back than people even know. You know, um, in 2008, um, when Sean first cut his teeth in the game, he came out to Tampa with us. I was working for John Gruden in a lower capacity, um, and I got a chance to gravitate around guys like that and be around him just for a short time that year. Um, the big joke, as Sean will probably tell you guys, that I fired him in 2009 as he had to go somewhere else and move on with his coaching career when I became the head coach. But um, luckily, uh, we got a chance to circle back up in Washington. Um, we were office mates, um, shared a lot of common interests, um, and we had, a, we had the ability to be able to talk to each other you know, from those across offices a lot about our brand of ball, football, you know, the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, we constantly picked each other's brains. And that just made us, you know, friends for life. And then after that, going through the process of being there and working together and doing all the things that you do when it comes to winning football games in order to try to win those games, we just grew together um, from all, all facets of life, from our family, from our, our coaching aspects, from our backgrounds, from, from everything that we've done. And we've been able to stay in touch throughout the whole process. So to watch him grow and ascend and to be in the head coach for the Los Angeles Rams, and then having a chance to be able to come out here and work with them and for him um, is, is, a, is a dream come true. So I know you were hoping to be hired as the full-time head coach in Atlanta where you were the interim at the end of this year. But when that fell through, would this qualify as the next best opportunity? <laughs> you know, um, you, know you, you can never know in football. You know, things happen for a reason. You know, uh, everybody thinks they want to be a head coach until they're a head coach. You know, and then once you get the opportunity to move on, you go – um, there's always green grass. There's always things you can do better. There's always things you want to do better. Um, but certainly having a chance to come work for an organization like the Rams, having a chance to come work for friends like Sean McVay, having a chance to come work for a guy who you know for a long time and like Kevin Demoff, and all the close relationships that I have with a lot of Rams personnel just makes it even that much sweeter. You know, so I would never call you guys the second best thing. I would call you guys the best option um, in, in, in my career moving forward. Sean has described you not only as a great communicator, but also a great teacher. And the reason I find that poignant is because some of the players you're now inheriting are going to be learning their third defensive system in three seasons. How will you approach the process of teaching and implementing this offseason? You know, I really think it's important to give those guys um, something that they crave. And that what they crave a lot of time is the connection with their coach. And a lot of times when they create those connections with their coach, they want to have the ability to communicate with their coach. I think coaches have the ability to translate languages and be able to communicate with those guys. So I want to try to use a lot of the same language that those guys have been using and be able to formulate my philosophies and some of the things that I want to do with those guys. But it all starts with utmost communication. It starts with respect. It starts with honesty. It starts with getting to know those guys as much as they got to get to know me. I think all those things will come in play when we get the opportunity to do, and I just can't wait to meet those guys and see them. Mention your relationship with Sean, even if you didn't happen to like the guy, this would have been a tough opportunity to turn down because you walk into a room with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, right? You know, when you walk into a room with two potential gold jacket guys, it's always intriguing. 
And it's a lot of fun to see those type of guys. And you see the guys that are around those guys, it really makes it intriguing for you as well as a coach because the guys that play around those guys really become as important as anybody. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of some number one defenses and coaching the National Football League when we coach Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and Rondé Barber and the likes of those guys when we're in Tampa. And being around those guys, you know that the people that those guys are around, the people that potentially got those gold jackets going to put those things on, what they do for the other players makes it so exciting. What they do for the coaching staff makes it so exciting. What they do for the organization, the fan base, the teams, everything about it is all it's about, man. And you know when you got those type of players, you can win championships. And we're all in this game to try to win championships. Let's talk about Aaron specifically for a moment. And I remember uh, the transition to Wade Phillips and some of the concern among the Rams fan base about going to a 3-4. And then lo and behold, he wins Defensive Player of the Year in back-to-back campaigns. Would you share any thoughts on odd even fronts and how to maximize a future Hall of Famer uh, under your leadership? I can tell you this. I'll give you a quick story before I even answer about odd even or what you're going to do with Aaron Donald. Is I, had to, uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to work on offense. And unfortunately, I was able to play Aaron Donald and have to try to figure out a way to block Aaron Donald. And there is no doubt about it. And first and foremost, when you talk about every start, every, every offensive conversation that started that week is how to slide to Aaron Donald to get him doubled or triple teamed or chipped or have a reason to try to not let him wreck the game. And he's an official game wrecker. And when we came there, that was our plan. And he absolutely did his best job of trying to ruin the game for us. Fortunately, we got away with a win, but he does not make it easy for anybody. When you have a guy like Aaron Donald, the things he does for the people around him are just so special. People are going to try to take him away from the game every single week. And as a coach, you have to understand that. You have to know that. I believe he does. He is one of the few people in the league that I see that can work his hands and get great hand placement at a consistent, accurate rate that he has. He's able to use it and knows the schemes. and He's able to work against his body and do all the things you need to get done. What we're doing, Aaron Donald, is the things that he's been doing, the things he's been so successful with. The things that I noticed from last year is his ability to move around and play in different spots are just unique, and we want to keep doing those things. And he's just, just, just an awesome, awesome football player. He'll play in an odd front. He will also play in an even front, and he'll do a bunch of different things for us. Speaking of moving around and playing a bunch of different roles, uh, Jalen Ramsey is coming off an all-pro season in which we learned that he is much more than just a shutdown corner. Is it fair to assume that, once again, his versatility will be leveraged to the, Rams versus, uh, to the Rams' advantage? JB, he is the shutdown corner. There's no doubt about that. You can travel him. You can follow him around. But last year, he got a chance to show the ability to play inside. He had a chance to ability to show that he can play off. He can play on. He can play bump. He can play whatever. Um, his confidence in the system just continues to grow. And as his confidence grows, you see him have his ability to make his plays. He goes out in every single game, and I'm sure in his head, he has about four or five playoffs that he knows he can make. And he's sitting there waiting for you to make that one mistake. And when you make that mistake, he's going to make you pay. And again, another story. I was able to coach Julio Jones, the wide receiver that he was, a, that he was supposed to be the shutdown corner on. And to watch that battle in that matchup was something for something to behold. And when those guys were on the field together, man, it was just nice to watch. It was nice to be around. And, and, and to be on those two, those two caliber players of a level, man, it's just, it's just something to see and something to watch. And he's definitely that kind of a guy. Right. Which leads me to the fact that I know Sean didn't hire you to run someone else's defense. But I also want to acknowledge that this was the best defense in the NFL in 2020 and a lot of important metrics. So how do you plan to find the right balance between implementing your approach versus the approach of, hey, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know, Staley did a great job last year. There's no doubt about that. Um, and you got to give his coaching staff a lot of credit as well. He, you know, Aubrey, Joe Barry, 
Shula, Henderson, those guys did a great job of stepping up in there. And I am thankful that a lot of those guys will remain there. Um, and I would use as much of the things that they had success in this last year as that we could possibly do. And we'll implement some of the things where I think we can help. And every year in football, you're going to go back. You're going to watch your cut-ups. You're going to watch your cut-ups. You're going to watch what you can do better. You're going to watch how you can grow, how you can get the scheme better. How can you make more players more effective? How can you make Aaron more effective? How can you make Jalen more effective if you can? And those are the things that we'll do to emphasize. And those are the things that we'll do moving forward in order to keep this thing going and get these guys to win a championship. At the end of the day, we all want to have a championship on our rings and we want to be playing this weekend. Which coaches would you say influence your defensive philosophy most? And how would you describe how it's evolved to where you are currently in 2021? I have been extremely fortunate when it comes to influential coaches. You have to start with my college coach and Joe Gardy, rest in peace, um, with his ability to teach me the ability to be brutally honest. Um, he's been one of those guys that have taught me that throughout my career. He's actually brought me back to coach with him to be able to implement that throughout my coaching career in the beginning. Um, I was fortunate enough to be around the Harvard of football when I went to Tampa, to be around Monty Kiffin, Mike Tomlin, Rod Marinelli, Joe Barry, um, John Gruden being the head coach, and being, being on defense with those guys um, just grew me up the right way and helped me turn in the right direction to what I want to do for football. Um, all of those guys are the guys that have put me in the right direction and put me going in the right space of football. And I'd have to say those guys, um, starting from my early ages in college and then going to Tampa and being with that group of guys and what's formed me, what I want to be in football. To get a little inside football and a little inside scheme, I'd love to ask you about how Imani Kiffin, Tampa 2, which obviously he's known for and you come off of that tree as well, might blend with kind of the Fangio Staley 2D light box shells that the Rams really deployed with great success last year to their advantage. They did a great job with it. You know, and, they, and then I was fortunate enough to go work with Jim Haslett. And Jim Haslett comes up to Pittsburgh too, which is kind of the mixture of the Fangio stuff. And they do some of the things of that nature, some of the similar things. So being able to watch the guys on tape and be able to tightly match and all those type of things is what, what the league's kind of grown to. The tightly matched coverages, being able to challenge at the ball, being able to have deception on the quarterback in this day and age is what you need to do. So the hybrid of the Tampa 2, the mixture with the Fangio defense and some of those things where Staley took it is where we want to stay and where we want to keep continuing to grow. So we talked a little bit about some of the players you know you will have in-house. Unfortunately, the list of those who might be elsewhere is getting uh, potentially longer as we head into the offseason. Here's a list of unrestricted free agent starters from last year's defense. Troy Hill, Leonard Floyd, John Johnson, Morgan Fox, Samson Abukam. I want to ask you, Raheem, if money were no object, there is no salary cap, and you could lock one of those men up right now, who would you start with? Who would you choose? You know, it was hard to say when you would lock one of those men up, you know, particularly coming from the outside looking in not getting the feel for how they affect the team in the other ways. The players in this game make this thing go. Make no mistake about that. You give them the information, they get out there, and they bring the defensive calls, the plays, everything to life. And fortunately for the Rams last year, this defense and those group of guys, they went out there and brought their life. You know, Hill with his ability to make splash plays. Fox with his ability to come down from the free safety position and make hits and make uh, 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 just, just, just mind-boggling plays for the Rams last year and going out there and playing. Leonard Floyd coming in from another team, being an effective passer and being an effective rush. He did a great job, a phenomenal job. But every year you're going to have a different football team. Every year you're going to have different coaches. And you got to be ready to adjust and plan accordingly and go out there and play. You mentioned some of the great players and some of the great defenses you've been a part of and around, even without knowing officially who's staying and who's going. Does this 2021 Los Angeles Rams defense have the upside, have the potential to be among, if not the most dominant you've ever coached? You know, I don't think it's a potential. I think these guys just got to put their mind to it and to go out there and do it. 
You know, it's a mindset first. It's a mentality before it's ever a reality. And I think these guys got the right mentality. And we just got to go out there and make it reality back-to-back seasons and go out there and do it again. Now, when you win at the highest level, it's when you finish it off playing on this weekend, playing on this weekend that we all want to be in next year. So if we can get that done, that'll define us and define who we want to be. All right, last question, and I hope it doesn't ruin what's been a great conversation. I want to take you back to week seven last season. And uh, Todd Gurley accidentally scores a touchdown with 64 seconds remaining to give the Falcons a 22-16 lead on the Detroit Lions. I think our audience can kind of piece together why I'm going here. Uh, But Raheem, can you tell us from your vantage point what happens next? Matt Stafford happened. You know, he went out at quarterback uh, for the Detroit Lions. Um, He was having a pretty good day. And then lightning struck, and he went out. He made a couple great throws. He got his team in the red zone. He got him in position. He avoided the rush. He slid to his left, and he threw a dagger of a ball um, right to his tight end for a touchdown to win the game with 64 seconds left, driving the length of the field in an all-out fashion that was just unbelievable. And at the time, it was heartbreaking. At the time, all I could think about is we should have won that game. I could have started this 10-year off 2-0 as a head coach. We'll leave you with this, and I think we're now on year three or year four in a row of the Rams going all in. I'll have to check the record on that, but I can already sense from conversing with you that you sense the urgency joining this group and that they are very much in a championship window. Is that correct? You know, the, the organization has set themselves up to put themselves in a the championship window, um, and you can't run from that. you got to embrace that. you got to go out there and accept that, and you got to go out there and be comfortable you're talking about that with your team and your players, and I believe we are. When we get out there and have a chance to go out there and compete in that level, that is, that, is, that is the clear-cut goal for all of us, I'm sure. Raheem Morris, thank you so much for your time. Safe travels to Los Angeles. We hope you settle in nicely. Can't wait to see you throughout the off-season program. Can't wait to get there with you guys. Our thanks once again to Raheem and looking forward to getting to know him more and the new members of his defensive staff during the offseason program. Remember, we cannot wait for you to step into the Rams house in 2021. There is still time to be among the first to experience it. To purchase season tickets, visit therams.com slash 2021. Therams.com slash 2021. Our next episode of Rams Revealed will feature another new coordinator for Los Angeles, Joe DiCamillis has more than three decades of experience in the third phase. He's brought in to rejuvenate the Rams' kicking game, and that conversation will be available shortly. With your support, happy to carry Rams Revealed forward into 2021. Please take a moment to rate and review if you haven't already. And thank you for listening. I'm J.B. Long. <laughs>